The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Mulch. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. Our guest today is Bill Galusha, who's the Director of Product Marketing at Abby. Hi, Bill. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast today. Yeah, thank you for uh, having me on. Welcome, Bill, and thanks for joining us. We'd like to start by having you introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell them a little bit about your background and your current role at Abby. Sure. So I currently work for Abby. I've been there for about a year and a half now. I'm the Director of Product Marketing. I head up our innovative products group focusing on some of the growth markets that we see and kind of where Abby's technology can be and where customers can benefit within different markets and different industries. Prior to coming to Abby, and I've been in the software industry, enterprise software industry for about 23 years now, working for both small startup companies and large enterprise companies like EMC, as well as Kofax was a previous company I worked for. So my background has been both in product management and product marketing, focused on enterprise software, everything from processing and understanding content to business process automation platforms that I've managed as well, too. It sounds great. And one of the things that when we spend a lot of our time talking to enterprises and organizations, both in the private sector as well as the public sector, you know, we you might think of information as stuff that's stored in databases and applications. But as we all know, like 90 plus percent of the information that is flowing through the enterprise and the organization is unstructured. It's information that's, you know, documents and emails and text and voicemails and videos and images and even log files, you know, just kind of like lots of this, this stuff that's just kind of dominating the enterprise, you know, between all of that. And it makes up over 90% of the information. So clearly, that's part of the reason why people are looking at technologies like AI and machine learning is to extract more value from this and, and try to learn and find the patterns. So, you know, how are you seeing companies using AI and cognitive technologies to extract more value from this vast treasure trove of information in the enterprise? Yeah, great question. And, you know, if you kind of rewind, go back 10, 15 years, you know, a lot of enterprises were processing information that was trapped on paper. So you you saw a lot of scanning going on in back offices, high volume scanning, and with the purpose of turning that into digital information and extracting the content, the data from those documents and putting it into systems. And, you know, as paper has gone away, there's been this kind of this thought that, well, we don't have, you know, unstructured content and documents to deal with anymore, which really isn't the case anymore. And really what you see is that a lot of the content is now being digitized at the point of origination and being sent in as documents attached to an email as an example or being captured on a mobile device. So you still have this requirement where you have all this unstructured information that's trapped within these documents that needs to be understood and extracted and, and connected into a business process. And those processes really transcend many different industries, banking, insurance, logistics, manufacturing. Some of these processes are back office. So you, you think you know, a good example is really in finance. So you have, you have processes like invoices and purchase orders and sales orders. And some of that is digital. So you have companies that work with their vendors and it's all information that's digitally transferred. But again, some of these documents are captured at the source, attached as a, say, a PDF or an image to an email sent in. And that's really where Abby's technology comes into play 
to be able to understand, classify what type of a document it is. You know, is this an invoice from ABC company? Is it from a different company? Being able to extract the information, say, from an invoice, the header, the footer, the line item details, really putting it into a structured format and putting that information into a system like an ERP system and then connecting it to a process where you likely will have approvals and reviews along the way as well, too. So there's a lot of different use cases. So some of these are in the back office. A lot of them are front office where it's directly connected to a customer experience. So banking is another good example where start of a lending process will kick off the requirement for certain documents to be sent in by that consumer. And those are documents that Abby's technology can be used to, to not only just OCR the technology, digitize it, but also be able to classify, extract, and continuously learn on you know what type of documents those are, as well as being able to extract the information and connect it into the appropriate system and process. Yeah, that's you know a really great point that you bring up that we still have to take documents and classify them. We have a lot of unstructured data. We hope you're enjoying this podcast and sorry for the brief interruption. Cognolytica not only produces the AI podcast that you're listening to right now, but we also generate research and advisory to help companies make sense of AI and cognitive technologies. We also run the most authoritative vendor-neutral AI and machine learning training and certification on the market. If you're looking to make AI a reality for your organization, our three-day Cognolytica training is for you. If you're interested in attending, you can find pricing and registration on our website at Cognolytica.com. We'll also provide a link in the show notes. We've met many of our podcast listeners in our classes, and we hope that we'll see you there as well. Now back to the podcast. Structured data. And this brings up the idea of content intelligence, which is the idea of applying AI and cognitive technologies to extract useful value and gain intelligence and learning from various forms of content. This idea is really helping organizations derive meaning and intent of documents and add decision-making intelligence as well. So I know you touched upon this a little, but what are some ways that you're seeing organizations applying content intelligence? Yeah, so content intelligence and kind of how Abby refers to, you know, content IQ, IQ being the intelligence part around our technologies kind of transcends different levels of automation. And probably, you know, the most basic in terms of how Abby's technology is applied is really around digitization. And that's you know, optical character recognition and OCR. So where it's turning typewritten or handwritten text into digitized machine-readable text. And that's really kind of the entry level to getting started in terms of automation. But really where we see the bulk of the use cases and how enterprises are applying our technology is really in that kind of level one, level two, where you're needing to classify and understand what type of a document it is. And the real challenge that a lot of enterprises face is that these use cases are pertain to documents that come from outside the organization. So they don't have control over what that document looks like. The data that's contained in those documents is typically the same, but the layout is going to vary across different vendors, suppliers, customers. And that's really a big hurdle. And that's really where being able to classify and understand and identify what type of a document is, is very useful. And that's definitely applied at kind of that level, level one or level two. And the other aspect too is extracting the information. I touched on this earlier is when you deal with documents that have high variability, the data that you want to extract is typically in kind of the same type of format, but where that data is located is not always in the same location. So you need to be able to understand and train the system in order to be able to locate and find the relevant information to that document 
and then connect that into a business process or a system and into a structured format. Really, the other levels in terms of kind of moving beyond that is kind of what you talked about, deriving meaning and intent. And a good example, too, is with contracts and customer communications. Those types of use cases are certainly ones that are on the radar for a lot of enterprises. So not only do I want to say take pull documents out of an email and process those documents just as described, but I may also want to look at the body text of that email to understand what is the request that's being made here. Is this because I have a supplier that's sending in an invoice and they're telling me that the last invoice they sent in is an outdated invoice and to use this one? That's just an example I've heard before. Is it a customer that's saying, here's those documents that you requested as part of my loan process? So the information that's captured within that communication could be really important in terms of how the documents are processed. So you start to see this intersection between turning unstructured documents into structured information, but also connecting that to being able to understand the meaning and intent of a communication as well, too. And there's some other advanced use cases that are becoming more common. Contracts, leasing agreements are really good examples where you're not only looking for specific information in a document, like a contract, but you're trying to understand, you know, are there specific phrases or clauses that are encapsulated in that contract that are potential red flags or things that violate rules within an organization that they need to be aware of. And certainly rather than having, you know, a high paid paralegal person sitting there combing through a contract that's dozens and dozens of pages using content intelligence or content IQ to be able to identify the contract, the relevant information, and then be able to surface that data in a structured format and in a meaningful way can certainly help those legal folks during the review of these contracts. So those are just a few examples. So you can kind of see how Abby's technology in terms of understanding and processing content can really start at a very basic level, but can quickly migrate to kind of a more advanced type use cases where you see a lot of tremendous value in terms of efficiency gains, as well as dealing with issues around compliance regulation, especially in industries like banking and insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, what you're talking about is exactly on point. Here at Cognitica, as you know, we run advisory, we have training as well. And actually, it's remarkable how many of our training clients are really looking at document classification and basic document-based workflows, a document-based automation, and for a wide variety of, of industries too. It's I mean, Obviously, there's a lot of paperwork in government. That's yeah. not much of a surprise, <laughs> right? And of course, you know, insurance and what we just talked about here was finance, mortgages and loans. But also, we're talking to an organization that's a design-build contractor. They got a ton of paperwork and uh, friends in, in other countries too, not just here mm-hmm. in the US, but in Canada and Australia. It's like what they're doing just around legal contracts. And it's amazing how much of the world still revolves around paper and document-based processes, even if they're not paper, they're sort of like the digital forms of that. So that sounds great. And you actually already spent a lot of time talking about a lot of the applications all at these various different levels of cognitive intelligence. So it's very, very good insight. And piggybacking off that, you know, what industries do you see have the most to gain from making their content-based processes more intelligent? I would, you know, the top of my head, I would say certainly like banking and insurance. And some of that has to do with pressures that financial institutions and insurance companies are facing from other outside competitor threats. So any type of efficiency gains 
that they can squeeze out of their operations as it relates to processing information, processing content is certainly, you know, the top of the list in terms of part of a digital transformation strategy. And especially too, when it comes to any type of process that involves content where you're interacting with a consumer or another business entity is is really critical to these types of organizations. So there's really no shortage of use cases there. Making transcend customer onboarding. It can be part of a loan process. It could be a consumer filing a claim where they have documents and photos they need to submit. So you start to see how these documents and other pieces of content all intersect with the start of a process, the middle of a process, and the, the end of a process. And that's really where being able to, as I described earlier, is to be able to do something as simple as classifying a document and getting information in that document can really help fulfill streamlining that business process. So, and yeah, definitely across other industries as well, too. Logistics, manufacturing are, are good examples. And finance, I bring up a lot. And you brought up a good point in terms of many of the enterprise organizations we deal with are global. So when you start thinking about finance, it's not just about, you know, how am I going to process invoices from my customers here in the U.S.? It's how am I going to process invoices across all these different regions in different languages? And that's really one of the advantages with Abby and our core OCR technology is the ability to recognize and read information from over 200 different languages. So when we work with enterprises and we're talking about automating invoices, it isn't typically it isn't just in one region, it's multiple regions across the globe. So that's another good example. And things like driver's license is another good example. In banks, we deal a lot with capturing documents that relate to identification, whether it's a bank or an insurance company, driver's license, other other forms of ID in other countries. That's another example in terms of, you know, the power of how Abby would apply its technology to being able to recognize these different IDs, extract information, and then connect that into the appropriate system and process. Hey, great. Yeah, I mean, we definitely are seeing a lot of the processes enabled by that. And we're still frustrated, you know, just ourselves as a small business having to run into problems where people are asking for documentation of some sort or the other. Right? We actually just happened the other day. So we're still tied fundamentally to these paper and document-based processes. So, you know, how have you seen companies struggle with trying to bring these more cognitive forms of content intelligence into their workflows more than just, you know, the first part, which is, of course, important, the digitization, getting the stuff from paper and maybe printed forms into machine-readable format, you know, getting some of these more advanced capabilities, which are very intriguing around classification and content. What struggles have you seen them do? And then maybe some examples, maybe some specific customer examples mm-hmm. that you want to talk about that have yeah. sort of made that. Yeah, that's a, yeah, no, that's a very good question. So definitely, I think the struggles are often is where do I start? So, you know, we kind of talked about the different phases or levels of automation. And sometimes in some cases, the end user, the customer will focus on kind of the really far out use case and say, well, we want to start here. And the reality is, is somewhere in the middle is usually where you want to start. Because if you think of the value chain, you know, digitizing, using OCR technology to digitize the content and turn it into machine readable text certainly has value. I mean, if all you want to do is capture some metadata from a document and store that into a content repository so you can make it searchable, that certainly has value. But really, what most enterprises want to do is is kind of apply the next level of technology, which, you know, applying machine learning to be able to understand, identify, and extract that information from those unstructured documents to turn it into structured information. So I think one of the challenges they sometimes face is where to start? You know, what is the good business case? 
good use case that I should start with. And But what typically happens is they will come back to one area of their business, and they'll use finance as an example. And when they look across finance, they often find, well, it's invoices, it's purchase orders. And it's shocking to think that the technology for processing invoices to read information from invoices is something we've been doing for several years. And that there's, the reality is, is that there's still a large percentage of enterprises that are still doing it manually or only automated about 50% of it. So that is definitely a challenge. So being able to understand your processes, understand the pain points and the challenges is really key to kind of getting over that particular struggle. The other thing I would say is that, you know, in the market, what we've seen as it relates to like robotic process automation, RPA, which is a technology that automates very structured, repetitive type activities and tasks within the process. That technology is very core to pretty much every enterprise's strategy as it relates to kind of digital transformation. And it's a new set of users within the enterprise. So they're using RPA across many different business functions and different business groups and kind of look at the technology like OCR. Well, that's all I need in order to do automation. But the reality is you need machine learning. You need natural language processing. You need these technologies that are layered on top of OCR to be able to really automate some of the use cases that I mentioned. And, you know, we're seeing this. So it's kind of a, it's an educational process for some of these centers of excellence that have formed around RPA. And, you know, if I can cite a couple of examples, you know, we work with Blue Prism, we work with UiPath, we work with some of the other leading RPA vendors as well, too where they're using Abby's technology as a way of turning unstructured content and structured information. And, you know, one of the examples is in is a Blue Prism customer that's using uh, Abby's technology for invoice processing. So they're going to automate the work of uh, about seven FTEs. This is already in production, and they save about 14,000-plus hours per year. So it's a, you know, relatively small project. But the other impact is, is they've reduced the supplier query to response time by 60%. So it's by streamlining this process using all the technology that I talked about is a, a huge benefit within their, their finance group. And, you know, there's other types of uh, use cases that I mentioned, like in logistics. To give you an example, there's a logistics company, a top 10 logistics company here in the U.S., and they're doing about 80 million pages a year in terms of processing. So these are documents related to bills of lading, claims, custom declarations, delivery receipts, contracts, PODs, list goes on and on. So lots of variation, very complex, and a very time-intensive process. So using Abby's technology connected into Pegasystems, which is a BPM system we interact and integrate with, is another example. And we have many use cases and customers you know, that connect in with UiPath as another example, a lot in finance and a lot in, within industries like banking as well, too. Yeah, you know, that's really interesting. I mean, 80,000 documents is a lot. And you're right that with RPA, that is very basic automation and it's not intelligent. So if, you know, there's anything that breaks, anything that the system, if there's fields that change, the bot won't know what to do. So you do need some level of intelligence in order to really move up the ladder of content intelligence and make these systems really worthwhile. So that was a great point that you brought up. And this was a really informative podcast. So thank you so much, Bill. I'd like to end by hearing your thoughts on where you believe the future of AI is in general and its application to corporations and beyond. Yeah, I think, you know, as we talked about the different phases of automation using Abby's 
technology in conjunction with like RPA or BPM. So the key point is Abby's technology, whether using our OCR capabilities or using OCR machine learning and NLP, is very complementary to any of these automation platforms. Really what we see today is folks in the kind of that middle phase of automation. But really, I think where you're going to see this type of AI technology take off is really advancing very quickly into more complex types of use cases where we're not just classifying what type of a document is. I mean, it has a tremendous amount of business value, but it's more going to the next level of not just extracting information, but understanding the meaning and the intent of that information. So I think that's one way that you're going to see kind of the, the use of this AI technology as it relates specifically to content. The other thing I would say is that you're going to see the intersection. So there's different categories of AI. And just as one example, conversational AI and chatbots, there's no shortage of chatbots out there today. But if you start thinking about what Abby does as it relates to processing content documents, and how would that relate to a conversational chatbot? Well, think of banking. You know, a lot of what banks and insurance companies, too, are trying to do is push the conversation online and automate some parts of that conversation. So part, you know, if you use an example like banking and someone's applied for a loan, they may start a conversation with a chatbot saying, what's the status of my loan? And that chatbot might come back and say, here's the status of your loan, but we're missing a document that proves your residency or we need your pay stub to prove that you work for this particular company and what your salary is. Those are documents that can be sent in through email and Abby could process it. But you think about it, the chatbot could send a secure message back to that consumer and the message would allow them to link to an online capture site where they could capture the documents from the mobile device and submit it. So now you've kind of created a, you've connected the loop where you have conversational AI working with AI technology that Abby provides to automate the content as well, too. So I think you're going to start to see more of it intersect between the different approaches and applicability in terms of how AI is being used today. Yeah, that's really interesting. And we spend a lot of our time looking at all those applications that we do here at AI today. It's kind of interesting, as we mentioned, these things tend to come in patterns. And you could have two people in completely different industries with completely different end applications, whether you're a bank trying to process loans, or you're a government agency trying to handle some applications, or your fisheries, or you know, your forestry service. But at the end of the day, it's like they're all trying to fundamentally do the same thing. And I think that's great because that's why we uncover them and say, like, hey, you can all learn from each other You're in very different industries. And there are emerging set of best practices for doing this right. So this is really intriguing. And you guys are at the middle of all this. And this is really very exciting for us. So Bill, we wanted to thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast and sharing your insights on document and content intelligence and how AI is sort of making its way into the industry. Really appreciate your participation. Yeah, appreciate the time. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for joining us today. And listeners, as always, we'll post any articles and concepts discussed in the show notes, including a recent infographic that we did on the four levels of content intelligence and a white paper on the subject as well. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you at the next podcast. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at Cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group. And make sure to join the Cognolytica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also, subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, 
including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.